0: brand builders, and people just like you who have a story to share or a vision that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hey, visionaries. Welcome back to the podcast. Wow. It is the end of June 2023 already. That means we are six whole months into the year. We're coming into Q3, Q4, my goodness i cannot wait to enter into these next six months and to help all of you to smash your business and marketing goals we are killing it right now in the visionary community people have launched memberships they are selling out their group programs they put together online courses and are enrolling a bunch of people Their marketing is finally feeling effortless and easy, and I am just so proud of everything that all of you have worked on and accomplished, whether it's your website, your marketing presence, or your business plan over the last six months. So big congrats. This is one of the final episodes of season 11. Crazy, right? And we are currently recording season 12, which has been so much fun. So in closing down season 11, I'm actually airing some episodes where I was the one being interviewed. So this week, super special episode because I'm being interviewed by one of my past clients, Melissa Houston. She has been on the podcast before. You probably know her. She's the money expert, the founder of She Means Profit, the author of Cash Confident. And when I aired that episode, So many of you ended up sending me screenshots saying, oh my God, I just bought Melissa's book and you read it and it had so many value-packed tips for you. So I'm so happy that Melissa's work is resonant. Melissa also hosts a podcast and she invited me on a few months ago to chat about all things marketing. So we talk about my philosophy behind a foolproof marketing strategy. I tell you the exact ingredients that you need to focus on. And I think this is gonna be really helpful to just simplify marketing for you. We also talk about how many hours per week you should be spending on your marketing plan, what's reasonable if you're a solo entrepreneur. And Melissa and I just have fun chatting about all things visibility, business growth, and my favorite topic, marketing. So I think you're gonna love this one and definitely go give Melissa's podcast a listen. Again, it's the She Means Profit podcast. She shares incredible interviews and advice, all related to money, which I think is one of the most important topics that a lot of us simply don't talk about enough. So, Without further ado, why don't we get into this week's episode, one of the final episodes of season 11 with my friend and amazing entrepreneur and author, Melissa Houston, interviewing me. So yeah, enjoy it, visionaries, and I will see you next week. Hey visionaries, I'm gonna quickly interrupt this episode to share something crazy. Did you know that 70% of all online experiences begin with a search engine? That's right. Every day, millions of people log on to search engines like Google to find solutions, answers, and content that meet their search intent. Whether they're searching for a gas station near them, a pair of women's jean overalls, or a nutritionist for weight loss, search engines have become an integral part of our daily lives. But with so many businesses competing for visibility online, it can be tough to stand out from the crowd, especially if you don't have an SEO or a search engine optimization strategy. Okay, so what is search engine optimization? Well, if I'm gonna go for the formal definition, it is simply the process of maximizing the number of visitors to a website by ensuring that the site appears high on the list of results returned by a search engine. SEO is a key driver of growth and success in today's competitive landscape. After all, people are going to Google and if you're not on page one, they're likely not finding your website. To put it simply, a good SEO strategy helps people find you on the internet. So here's a personal story. At present, when I collect all of the information regarding how people find me and how they end up hiring me as their private marketing coach, 50% of my annual business revenue can actually be tied back to people finding me through Google. That is why I created Everyday SEO. This is a 30-day live course that I'm gonna be beginning at the end of July that you can take part in where I'm teaching you, everyday business owners, how to improve your online visibility through SEO. We are gonna simplify the ins and outs of search engines I'm going to teach you proven strategies to help you rank higher, and I'm going to help you attract more traffic to your website. Because what is the point of having that beautiful website, or what's the point in building a site right now if you're not going to bring eyeballs to it? I want you to grow your business, and SEO is an important way to do that. So if you're tired of being buried on page 933 of Google search results, and you want to start getting noticed, it is time to enroll in everyday SEO and get our early bird rate of just $197 Canadian for the entire course. Simply use the code visionary at checkout to save yourself $100 right now. Head to kelseyreidel.com slash SEO or click the link in my bio and again, Use the code VISIONARY at checkout to save $100. This is a total steal at this price. It will not stay this price forever. KelseyRiedel.com slash S-E-O. Use code VISIONARY at checkout.
1: You are listening to the She Means Profit podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA, financial strategist for CEOs and a Forbes.com contributor. She Means Profit is a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners just like you become a master at your finances without confusion so that you can increase your profit and net worth. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I'm sharing with you real and actionable advice that will give you the tools to take your financial power back. Let's make some major money moves together. Kelsey Rydell is a small business marketing coach with a special interest in social media growth, search engine optimization, and direct response marketing strategy. After a decade working in business development and marketing roles for some of Canada's top health food brands, Kelsey decided to leave the corporate world so that she could work with small businesses and help them adopt the essential marketing success principles so that they can work with more clients, generate more cash, and bring the fun back into marketing. Through her courses, coaching, and her podcast, Visionary Life, she inspires entrepreneurs to challenge the status quo, connect with customers in creative ways, and to never settle for mediocre marketing campaigns. Kelsey lives in Ontario, Canada, with her husband and rescue pup, Abby. She loves to explore the world in search of the best coffee shops, the most stunning nature, and the wildest experiences. Some of Kelsey's fondest memories are sleeping in the Sahara, mountain biking through canyons, and heli-skiing in Switzerland. Hey Kelsey, welcome to the She Means Profit podcast. I am so excited to have you here with us today. I am so excited to be here and
0: to hang out with your community. So thank you so much for having me, Melissa.
1: Yes. And I want to mention to the community that you actually are the first business coach that I ever worked with. And that was about three years ago, I think, when we met, right? Yep, you
0: got it. I vividly remember my first session with you. And I was like, whoa, Melissa is driven. She is my dream client. (laughs) She's an action taker. And that just lit me up. And gosh, you were so incredible to work with.
1: Oh, you were incredible to work with too. I mean, I know you had mentioned to me, like, even the thing that sticks out to me most is you said to me, maybe one day you'll write a book. And I remember I said, no, absolutely (laughs) not. And then here we are, I wrote a book. (laughs) Oh my gosh. In three years or less, these are the things that can happen. So you're such an expander
0: for so many people. So
1: true. So if you want to just elaborate a little bit on the type of coaching that you do, that would be fantastic.
0: Absolutely. So I am a marketing coach and I know that's not necessarily a term that a lot of people have heard of before, but what I do is I focus on helping my clients get more visible And what I find so fascinating is that so many entrepreneurs and small business owners, they get into business because they have a product on their heart that they're like, I can't wait to launch this. Or they're a service provider, like a naturopathic doctor, or maybe they're a personal trainer. And they got into their craft because they have a true zest for training people or helping them heal. But what's interesting is that they get into their profession or they get the first prototype of the product and then they realize, oh my gosh, nobody even knows this exists. And I am not a marketer and they don't feel like they have that entrepreneurial skill set. And when that hits them, they usually either dive into the podcast and the books or they start looking outside of themselves and think, who can help me get more visible? What do I need to know to make this work? as a small business owner, they might be a solopreneur where they're the one wearing all of the hats. And that's when I can step in and really help them to not only understand how marketing plays a bigger role in their entire business, but also how to set things up right the first time to have a simple marketing success system. Because I think when people think about marketing, they feel overwhelmed. They're like, okay, so I'm going to have to be on Instagram reels, and I'm going to have to build an email list and build this beautiful website. And they go through all the different things that they see their friends or family doing. But what I like to reiterate is that it doesn't have to be so complicated. Marketing can be fun. It can reflect who you are and what your brand stands for. And through some testing, and through some experimentation, we can actually figure out what works. So, that you can focus on the income generating activities when it comes to marketing, and you can put the rest
1: aside because you know what drives profit into your business. Oh, I love that. It's such a good explanation because to this day, I still struggle with marketing. It does not come naturally to me. It's like for me, I'm right handed. So, it's like writing with my left hand. And sometimes it feels overwhelming because it's like there's social media, there's content marketing, digital marketing all these expressions, all these terms, all these things that I feel like I should be doing. Are you going to break it down for us and tell us what really you should be focusing on to move the Dino?
0: I am going to break it all down and we're going to do it in (laughs) a really easy to understand way. So first I want you to picture a Venn diagram. So that's just one of those images where you see three circles and they're all overlapping. Okay. So at the center is your marketing strategy and in those three circles that are linked up I want you to think of the word mission, mindset and main ingredients. So the first one we're going to tackle is the mission of your marketing. So many people, they start putting themselves out there and they just create content and they're throwing spaghetti at the wall, but they have no idea what the mission behind all of this execution actually is. So For a lot of people just sitting down and saying, what is the mission? Is my mission to build community? Is it to educate people why personal training is important? Is it to add value and show them how they can save money when it comes to tax season? Is the mission to create conversation rather than just blasting advertisements at people? So that would be step one in circle number one. So jot some notes down there. Then we have the mindset. So one thing that is so important when we talk about marketing is that marketing is experimentation and you have to have the mindset of a scientist or somebody who is okay with experiments failing. Because the world of marketing is always changing. Consumer behavior is evolving quite rapidly, actually. And so our mindset needs to be, I'm going to continue to try new things. I'm going to see what works when it comes to growing my brand or attracting new customers and clients into my business. And if something stops working, like, for example, maybe you were running Facebook ads five years ago, and they were working really, really well, and now they're not working. Instead of having this mindset of, okay, just keep charging forward, keep pushing at this dead end, maybe you look at it and say, Facebook ads aren't the way, but what about TikTok ads? I see this TikTok business center, maybe I need to activate that. So that's the mindset piece in circle number two. And then over in circle number three is where we can spend a bit more time because that's where the main ingredients come into play. So, the main ingredients of your marketing strategy are the things that you're doing on a repeated basis that fall into three buckets. So, those three buckets that I talk about are number one, search. When you think about search engines, we think Google, we think showing up on Bing or Yahoo, we think about having good SEO. So, that's really, really important. If you've never considered what the SEO is on your website or how you're ranking in search engines, We really want to focus on getting that set up and get it set up successfully. And there are many tools that we can talk about for that. In addition, let's also think about what we're doing right now. We're podcasting. When people go to Spotify, they're using it as a search engine. When people go to YouTube, they're using it as a search engine. Like, Melissa, have you gone to YouTube to learn anything lately? Oh, yes. YouTube is great. Yeah. And so imagine not having any content on any of these more modern content based search engines. You're missing a huge opportunity. So, a lot of people these days are going to podcasts to learn about hormonal health, or they're going to podcasts to learn about money management for small business. So, you want to be the one that shows up through your search engine traffic.
1: And I want to point out, I do remember when I was looking for a coach the first time. Mm -hmm. That's how I found you was through search, a Google search.
0: Right. And it's so fascinating, too, because once you see the results of a good SEO strategy Mm -hmm. and really dialing in your back end, then you're more motivated to pay attention to it because you realize SEO works for you when you're not necessarily active in your business, whereas social media can feel more of this. I constantly need to be present it's more of the always needing to be on, whereas SEO is like plant seeds, plant seeds, and then big hockey stick growth. And you actually reap a lot of benefits in the long term, which is great. Yeah, so that's pillar number one of your main ingredients. Pillar number two is one that I get asked about all the time and that so many business owners are perplexed by and I get it. It's social. Social media. Yeah, that's a good (laughs) part of this one. So, a lot of people are wondering what platforms do I need to be on? How often do I need to post? Is it essential for me to be on social media in order to have a successful business? And of course, the answer is nuanced, but I do recommend having some sort of social presence. So, Create what you consume. That's probably step number one. So, if you're a founder trying to have a social media strategy on behalf of yourself or your brand, what do you consume? So, are you on LinkedIn all the time? If so, I'd love for you to start creating some really great content on LinkedIn. Or if you're a huge consumer of Instagram and Instagram Reels specifically, go start there. So, that would be part of your search engine strategy. And of course, there's a lot of testing that needs to happen here in terms of what are your content buckets? Like, What do people need to hear from you in order for them to pay attention and to want to give you a follow? What do you need to write in your profile or your Instagram bio so that you're not only getting people to your social media platform, but so they actually want to follow you? So having a strategy behind your social media is super important. And like I said earlier, a lot of people say, well, do I have to be on social media? Honestly, no, you do not have to be. But if you're going to avoid social media, then that bucket gets replaced to social, being social, having more conversations. The more conversations you have in a day, the more sales you are going to make in your business. It's just this crazy simple correlation that we've somehow forgotten about. So being social is also part of that bucket getting out of your house, booking networking meetings on Zoom, showing up to different events, things that actually get you to interact with individuals, people who could potentially act as strategic partners, people who may want to invest in your business. Getting out into the world is just invaluable. And so that is also part of strategy number two in your main ingredients.
1: Love that. So are you saying that if you're not active on social media, then a good replacement is to get out there physically? Absolutely. That's my suggestion.
0: Of course, if you'd like to do both, that's great. But I also do understand the resistance to social media and some people, it's not something that feels good in their day and they're Mm -hmm. really good instead at showing up at their local BIA meetings and networking, and they can work a room of 20 people and have 20 leads a minute later. Whereas some people on Instagram, they're putting out tons of content, but there's no engagement. So you really have to play to your strengths here.
1: And how do you find your strengths? One thing that I always get frustrated with marketing is it requires so much testing. Yes.
0: Okay, so the question is, how do you find your strengths? I mean, I would go back to the Venn diagram of mindset and having that mindset of experimentation, because Mm -hmm. if you give yourself some constraints around your marketing, so you say, okay, for the month of February, my constraints are that I am going to post on Instagram three times per week. I am going to send one email newsletter and grow my email list by 10 people per week. And I am going to publish an SEO friendly blog once every other week. So those are the constraints. And through that, not only are you going to easily be able to identify where you felt joy and hopefully one of those marketing efforts, you felt, okay, this is easy. This is fun. The content came really naturally. But at the end of the month, when you're doing your reporting, you should actually be able to reflect back on all of those different efforts. And by tracking the engagement, the traffic, the views, you should also be able to see where did you receive the most attention? Where did you have the most engagement? And hopefully by reverse engineering where your sales came from, you can also identify what touch points did each customer hit? before they ended up purchasing. And so you know what drivers in your marketing actually led to the sales. So you're almost playing detective at that point. So true. Okay, so we talked about search and having a presence. We talked about social media or being social. The last part of your main ingredients of your marketing strategy is a bit more of a fun one, and it's self-expressed content. Now, this can look different for everybody, but one of the most powerful pieces of self-expressed content that a lot of my clients are having major, major success with right now is storytelling. So when I say self-expressed content, it's really things that come from you as the founder or things that your brand would want to put out into the world. Storytelling is one of those possibilities. So storytelling is the oldest form of marketing. It's very popular right now because of podcasting, a lot of interviews circulating. So if a founder can share the why behind a brand or share the problem that they're solving, stories do that very effectively. So can you start storytelling more? Self-expressed content can also look like teaching workshops. Maybe you love showing up and teaching webinars. Great. Let's set up the system and do more of that. Perhaps you actually love teaching in-person workshops at local yoga studios. That is wildly effective for some people because they know how to work a room when they're actually in a physical room with other humans. Perhaps on Zoom, they freeze up and they don't feel good. So let's not do that. Maybe self-expressed content to you is doing a lot more video-based content. So turning the camera on yourself and publishing that. This can take many shapes and forms, but one of the best questions to ask yourself if you're kind of wondering, well, what do I want to express through the marketing strategy here is to actually think about where you find out about new brands or where do you pay a lot of attention? So, if you're the type of person that goes into Costco every single Saturday and you are like magnetic racing towards those sample tables and you're like trying the little sausage wrapped in the pastry and you're running over to the Jell O sample lady and then you get a warm cookie out of the toaster oven, maybe if you have a packaged good or you make protein pancake mixes, perhaps you need to start sampling them. You're like, sampling works. I just haven't thought about how I could integrate that into my marketing strategy. So pay attention to where you're hearing about brands and the marketing that you're very receptive to and consider that as one of your self-expressed content strategies or how you could include that in that bucket. So that one leaves a little bit of room for exploration, but it's meant to be all the marketing strategies that feel good, that feel easy for you to activate, and that hopefully we see a really big return on investment because there's energy behind that marketing. Marketing is energy. If you encounter a brand that has low energy, the packaging isn't great, the salesperson is just tired and not lit up by their own product. You're probably never going to buy that brand for as long as you pass it on the grocery store shelf. But when you walk into a store, you meet a founder, then you get targeted with a Facebook ad. Then you start following them on Instagram and you see that their whole team has fun and they do dance parties. And then you Google high protein bar and they pop up. It's the perfect storm. And now I am a brand evangelist, I am loyal, and I'm going to be a lifetime customer. So that's the beautiful synergy of those three main ingredients. When you dial in on one to two strategies within each of them, you have found your marketing playbook for success.
1: I love this. That is jam-packed, full of information. And you touched on the question that I had was, you know, we went through these three pillars. There was a lot of information on these three pillars. So do we have to touch on absolutely every single one of these that we've talked about or just hit on a few?
0: Yeah, this is where really knowing how many hours in a day or what does your team look like? So for example, if somebody listening is a solo entrepreneur, they work on their business about 20 to 30 hours per week. What I would say is that if you are not fully booked with clients or the sales are not yet rolling in. You need to be in an experimentation phase. And I would spend at least 50% of your working hours working on your SEO, your social media, and maybe a piece of self expressed marketing. So trying something within each bucket. As you start to get busier, you'll actually find that not only do you become more efficient with your marketing, but you also know what works. So you can kind of eliminate the marketing efforts that maybe aren't producing as much results, you can always come back to them later. And then you'll focus on where you're seeing the most clients or customers come in from. So it's not necessarily that there's a certain amount of time. But if you are still in that growth phase, you'll definitely want to prioritize at least 40 to 50% of your working hours on strategic marketing. So that's not just randomly scrolling and liking and commenting. This is actually putting some strategy in place with each of those buckets and executing and tracking them.
1: Not everything happens overnight, right? And especially when you're in the growth stage, people want to see results immediately. And some of these are the longer game, like SEO is definitely a longer game strategy. Is there anything that you've noticed that you can put effort in at the beginning and see a relatively quicker return?
0: Yeah, something that I would say is wildly effective for quicker results is something that is traditionally called direct response marketing. But what this actually means is putting content out or sharing marketing that is solely for the result of driving engagement. So if you were going to post on Instagram, you would ask people to reply to your story. Or if you were sending an email, there would be a very clear call to action that says, click this link if you want more details about our product. Or maybe you're on LinkedIn and you use the polls feature that says, vote yes, if you also feel like marketing is overwhelming. So when you get that engagement, and again, if you go to the mission of your marketing, and if the mission at all involves building community, creating conversation, fostering connection, then getting people to converse with the content you're putting out there is extremely important, right? It's not a one-way conversation. It's two-way. We want people to interact. So if you're able to do that and get an interaction, you're then able to open up a conversation and get the information necessary for you to sell a product or service to someone. As soon as you're in that conversation, you can get data on whether that person has a challenge that your product or service can meet. So I would say this is one of the quickest ways to build trust, to foster true relationships with people who will actually buy from you. And again, it all starts with putting content out there that compels conversation. And then it's your responsibility to follow up create conversation and put yourself in a position where you're now able to sell because you have information and you can basically say, well, hey, Melissa, because you mentioned you have no marketing strategy, I did want to invite you to join my upcoming cohort of our 90 day marketing course. Would you be interested? And then you say yes or no. So it's called direct response marketing, but it's a great way to add the humanization back into marketing that has kind of felt like we've lost that through more of what I would call advertising. But I think if we can humanize the marketing, the sales do come through quickly. Hey, Visionary. I want to quickly interrupt this episode to ask you if you've been curious what it's like to work with a private business and marketing coach. If you're a business owner and you feel like your marketing plan is all over the place, you haven't figured out your search engine optimization or your SEO strategy, you have no idea what your social media marketing plan is, and you are not doing so well on the self-expressed content front. I call these the marketing trio. It's the three S's, SEO, social media, self-expressed content. And by dialing in all three of these pillars, you too can get more visible, generate more income and increase your lead generation where you're actually turning your followers into paid clients. And you're constantly bringing new people in at the top of the funnel. If you're not familiar with my work, I am a private business and marketing coach, and I have spent the last 13 years working in the marketing industry, many of those years doing consulting with clients like you who want to finally get more visible and get in front of their dream clients. So when we work together, you have me for four months as your marketing partner. I'm going to do a full audit of your business put you on a private project management software with me, and then based on your innate skill sets, based on your strength, based on where you are curious and where your dream clients are paying attention, we're going to build out a custom marketing strategy. We're going to track it. We are going to optimize it. And by the end of the four months, you have a plan that works and you're seeing results. It's truly incredible. Christina Crook just landed a $100,000 consulting contract after implementing just one of my marketing strategies. Emily Fraser signed multiple new clients in one day after just one month of working with me. And now she is having consistent five-figure months. And Natasha, she started leveraging her email list in December. And 30 days later in January, she pulled in $25,000 from one single email that we created. So these results are possible for you too, but don't, sign up yet just head to kelseyreidel.com and check out how we can work together learn all about it make sure you feel informed and if you'd like to book a discovery call with me just fill out the application on my website we can get on the phone and see if it's a good fit for you so anyways I don't want to interrupt this episode anymore I cannot wait to work with you to support you and getting you more visible and let's get back into the show
1: Now, one thing comes to mind as you were explaining that, which is really fantastic, but often I hear, especially from introverted people, is that they feel very icky about putting the offer out. So do you have any suggestions or guidance that you can offer these people into turning it into something more positive?
0: Yeah, I hope I'm going to answer this question properly, but I think, because I totally get it, Your mission behind your marketing is not just to sell that might be a component of it. But more so than that, it should be to educate, inform, inspire, promote awareness of the product or the problem that you solve. And so instead of thinking about, okay, I have to get visible and I have to get salesy, I really want you to think about how can I add value and compel conversation? What is a topic that I could discuss that people feel strongly about, or that they need to hear from me because it's not being discussed. And when you share topics like that, you will get people who engage and comment, and that means they're showing you interest, right? Mm-hmm. They're They're basically saying, "I like what you're sharing here." And it is our responsibility as salespeople and as business owners to show them a solution. And if they've given us any response that might indicate that they would be a customer or a client, we're actually kind of doing a disservice if we don't share the solution. So really think about adding value first, getting into conversation with the pure intention of helping this person, sharing a tip, making their day a little bit better. And only if they give you some point of information that says, your product could be helpful. That's when you enter into a sales conversation. And there's a great book on this called Exactly What to Say by Phil Jones. And the whole premise is building relationship. And only if that person gives you permission, do you turn it into a sales conversation. But it should feel so genuine at that point, because you know that they are experiencing a challenge or a point of friction, and you've got the solution. So it's up to you of, hey, do I want to
1: help this person? Or do I not want to? I love that. That is such a beautiful explanation. It's like, it's a probably a terrible analogy. But it's like, if you see someone drowning, you throw them the life. yeah,
0: yeah, I've heard that analogy, too. It's like, if you were a lifeguard off duty, and you were walking by a river and saw someone drowning, Would you just not jump in? It's like, no, like we we're out there all the time helping people and we should want to offer our services no matter what, not just in the context of someone saying, I want to buy your product. Okay, now I'll share it with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point. This has been such a great conversation. You've given us a lot of information. I've had some great key takeaways. If there's something that you really want listeners to absorb from this conversation, what would that message be? The
0: message would really be that marketing is energy. So if you are being told by somebody that you have to build these complicated click funnels and it's draining you and you just feel completely overwhelmed and uninspired, it's probably not producing much result in your business. And that's because your energy and taking this project and bringing it to fruition is not there. So ask yourself, what does bring me energy? If what I put out there on behalf of the brand, or if what I'm putting out there as the founder is energy, I want to bring a shit ton of energy to the product or the service. So really thinking about where you get lit up, what brings you joy, what's feeling energizing. Maybe you're seeing incredible results from SEO and that's energizing you, double down there. So if you just think of the phrase, marketing is energy, really pay attention to where the energy is within your business
1: and start dialing that in. I love that. I feel even energized just listening to you say that. (laughs) So I feel like, yeah, I can do this. Yes, you can. <laughs> now I know people are going to want to reach out to you. How can we find you?
0: Yeah, the best places are on my website, com,
1: or I'm very active on Instagram at kelseyriddle. Perfect. And we will leave the links in the show notes. And Kelsey, thank you so much for this. This has been truly an educational experience. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. Thank you for joining us on the She Means Profit podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, I ask you to hit subscribe, rate the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Melissa Houston CPA and join us in our She Means Profit Facebook group.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show on either iTunes or Spotify. It just takes a second. And if you don't want to rate the show, you could also just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your social media platform of choice, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode.